0: Hey guys, it's Shane from the Karate a Coffee. Just with another espresso shot. This is probably not more of a espresso shot. It's probably actually more than that, but might be a double espresso, maybe a macchiato or a piccolo, as it were. Just talking to my shikai or my black belt class tonight about the purpose of cutter training. We, we spoke a little bit about the podcast that I've already done, the episode, and. Um, what I wanted to talk more about was the intention or the intent of of what we practice so when karate, when when kata was first established or when, sorry, when karate kata was first practiced outside of the palace so when Japan took over Okinawa um, the royals most of the royals 90% or whatever it was 95% of the royals had to go out and find a job so they were you could call it they were made redundant so what they what they could earn money doing as some started a um, newspaper publishing company others were sake or awamori distillers and, and, and brewers others were taught were poets, possibly teachers, and other people were karate karate instructors teaching teaching the te or whatever it is that they were they were learning, whether it be um, based on Japanese budjitsu or based on Okinawan kata, whatever it was that they were doing. That's that's another that's another podcast and not something that I'm you know. I'm no expert in that, so other guys like Joe Swift, Andy Quest, these these sorts of the guys who who can answer those questions much better than I can, because I'm I would ask those questions. So from from what I can gather is when when Itos is practicing teaching, so Johnny walks up to Itos and says, Itosu Sensei, please, please teach me, teach me te ti todi karate tu Whatever it is, whatever you whatever you want to call it, we'll just call it karate from now on, or karate, karate. Just make it nice and easy. Sensei, sensei, please teach me karate. Okay, Johnny, no problem. Well, probably probably a few more questions, but are you a ruffian? Are you? What are you wanting to learn this for? Maybe those questions were asked. So, what do they practice? I would imagine they practice kata and kion, but kata and kion the same thing. They also practice partner work, conditioning, makiwara, all, all, all of these. These are the things that I would think that they would be practicing, and I'm just going to assume that's the case until somebody tells me no. And I'm I'm certainly happy for somebody to tell me no. Um, I obviously want to learn more, but um, anyway. So, when Johnny goes home, he can't practice partner drills. he can't practice any kumi drills. he can't practice hitting hitting a bag when a moving target. So what does he practice? He practice kata. cutter and he practices a cutter uh, the key on based on the cutter so when you're practicing the cutter you you are imagining somebody trying to punch you f your face let's choose just one for example so i've I've learned mm, Pasai, basai, passada, whatever you want to call it, and we do an inside block. Um, so the lesson that is taught from your is based on that technique. So if you're doing inside block with your right hand, you are imagining somebody trying to punch your face with, with their right hand. So for you to get to the outside of them. If they punch you with the left hand and you block with the right hand, you're on the inside and it is danger time. Danger, danger. So they can punch you with the right hand, kick you with the right hand. But when you when you practice in sub block with the right hand and they punch you with the right hand, we get into the outside of their body. So then there's no other weapons available for them. For us it's fantastic. You know, we still have all of our, all of our weapons available to us so when i'm when i 'm practicing the inside block when i 'm doing this this movement, I want my my body to react I want, I want to be so ingrained that I've practiced that and I 'm visualizing somebody punching my face and i 'm moving my body bang to the outside of that attack um, and maybe the first time is no good, and the second time is no good and but after a hundred a thousand ten thousand times of this then my body will naturally react in that in that way. No longer do I have to visualize the person. My my muscle memory is so strong and, and, and so ingrained that I just move naturally to to that well my without having to think about the person attacking with their right hand. But when you first initially start, yes, you will need to visual, visualize visualise visually visualize the person punching towards your face. If I'm just using that for an example, or somebody trying to grab, grab your hair. If you, back in the, back in the day, top knot was, was, the, was the go, so um, that would be a big one. People trying to grab your top knot or man bun. A lot of people are wearing man bun these days or a mullet. Oh, I'd grab that mullet, but if somebody's trying to grab your, <laughs> your mullet, then boom, you know, you, the difference between bringing your hand up And really thinking about somebody trying to grab your mullet, you know, it's quicker. It's a faster move. Bang! Your arm moves up there much faster. So, when we're practicing at home, when we're practicing our cutter at home, and I don't know if we are doing it anymore. um, However, if you want to practice your cutter at home, really concentrate, break the cutter down, and have a think about. What that person is trying to do to you. As I said in a previous podcast, not all not all of the moves and again this is based on my experiences and what I've been told and taught and and understand, but not every move in Qatar has a response to being attacked. Right? Not not every not every move just because I'm turning doesn't mean I'm flipping somebody. I think sometimes we try to create or hallucinate parts of kata to try and fill a fill a gap without really understanding the, the, the purpose of kata. So if, if Johnny goes along and, and does a kata and does training with the torsi Sensei, how often is he training? Once a week, once a fortnight, four times a week? Unsure, don't know, but... The cutter wouldn't—he wouldn't be doing 15, 15 cutter. He'd be doing a couple of cutter. He'd be doing those cutter again and again and again and again. So the response for those techniques, the response to somebody grabbing your face, trying trying to headbutt you, trying to grab your uh, your your jazz crackers. Um, that's what that's what we're practicing when we practice cutter. We want our muscle memory we want our body to be so so strong and so ingrained in our DNA like right down into right into the right into our bones right into our, our very person that when that if somebody on the off chance tries to punch you in the face, bang your body naturally moves that way now when you're looking at modern cutter then you have to understand why we block to the body and why we punch to the body. Yes it'd be very easy for us to ch- just to change and block to the head and punch to the face, right? Or open our hands and attack the fing- fingers to the eyes, which is which is probably the original intent. But we just don't know what the cutter looked like pre-1870. Really, in all honesty, we we don't. We can assume and and we'd we'd have a pretty good idea on on why Itorsu and, and other guys but we'll just use itosu why itosu changed the cutter where he changed the cutter how he changed the cutter you know we can we can sort of like glue it together piece by piece but it's not it's not 100 percent accurate at least that's that's what i that's what i think at this very moment in august 2021 maybe next year we'll find out more or Next month, next week, or when I'm driving home, who knows? But in this moment, we don't understand. We don't know the exact changes. We can assume. We could probably figure out, but it's not not going to be hundred percent. And what did the cut look like beforehand? Don't know. Which is which is a little sad. But so the so the reason that we don't practice. Well, the reason that I don't teach punching to the face in kata. When I first learned it, it's punching through the body because I already explained to students why we punch the body, why we blocked the body, why the fist is closed and why it's not fingers open to the eyes. Um so that's uh yeah, so so for so every time I do a punch, I don't want to just stick my hand out there. I want the muscle memory to be the best punch I've ever done. Not just throwing a punch. I want every time I do a punch, it's got to be the best. It's got to be the best punch I've done, the fastest. So the muscle memory I'm trying to create is the fastest punches, the strongest punches. You know, the the quickest from A to B. That's that's why that's why we practice kata. That's what I think that we practice kata. And that's why we can practice kata at home, um, and that's what we should be practicing at the dojo. Not just running through the moves. I mean, kata is different for everybody, and there will be people who will just go through the kata and they want to create. They want to learn more and more and more. Like Mabuni was a collector of kata, and that's fine. That's totally sweet. If you want to do competition, that's sweet. But sweet. But for me, I don't want to do kata competitions anymore. Happy to teach kata, like teach for my students to compete in kata. But for me, my my intent in kata and the reason I practice kata. Is for my body to react, in um, the off chance that somebody tries to punch my face or grab me, headbutt me, stick their fingers in my eyes. So, um, that's why that's what I think the original intention of kata is, and for you to practice at home. So, y- you're running through the kata. So, if you're looking at f- for paso, for example, uh, if you don't know paso, um. Just follow along. So the opening move for us is somebody punches your face. You use your left hand as a like a Jordan Uke and right hand is an comes like an uppercut. Doesn't mean we're doing an uppercut, but we use that uppercut movement for us to remember this is what we do. And then the next part is a neck crank. So for me to practice at home, I'm visualizing somebody punching my face. Bang. I'm doing like a or Jordan or a rising block with their right hand and my, um, sorry, their left hand and my left hand, or my right hand and their right hand, again to get to the outside, right? So, one and I turn and neck crank. So, the next part, I'm practicing the Kion Waza, the, the, the fundamental, fundamental techniques of somebody trying to punch my face. Bang! and then they try so first part you block inside block with the left hand inside or outside block depending on how you how you call it uchike or sotuge the inside block with my left left hand then I do the inside block with my right hand so for me when I taught when I was taught this kata the person is punching with their left hand and you are blocking with your left hand to get to the outside and then in a separate attack n- nobody's going to attack you left hand, hand right hand and you're going to do perfect left hand and perfect right but then you're practicing your right hand against their right hand so you get into the outside, not that they're together it's just two separate techniques that are practicing one after each other don't worry about the stance, stance is inconsequential it's the intent, get into the outside left hand to left hand, right hand to right hand so just in that, in that part, you're you're remembering what the sensei said at the dojo. Kuden is what we call word of mouth, talking, explaining while you're doing the kata. And that's running through your head while you're practicing kata. Person punch with the left hand, bang! We we do an inside block with the left hand to get to the outside. These principles that we remember when we're practicing the kata. Anyway, guys, look, that's that's my understanding so far um, and that's why I practice kata. Um, let me know what you think. Um, you may totally disagree, and that's cool. Karate is for everyone. Karate is different for everyone, and my experiences are different to your experiences. Um, so that's where I'm at at the moment, and I may be totally off. I might be totally wrong, and I've got a, some some negative feedback from. From that podcast, but I've got lots of positive feedback too, so, which which means I'm onto something good, right? If if everybody likes it, then maybe not everybody is listening. But if people are not liking it, hating it, obviously they're listening and they don't agree. So that's, um, and I might be yeah, I might be totally wrong. Those people might be totally right, but I haven't got there yet. I'm still on a journey, I'm still learning. So um, anyway. Uh, so yeah, not not an espresso shot. This is a little bit longer. Uh, let's call it a piccolo. I don't mind a piccolo. Alrighty, guys. See ya.